Okay. Hello, hello. It's good to finally be back online. Sorry to keep you all waiting. It's nice to check in with you and for me personally to be accountable. I do appreciate that always. It's been quite an eventful, stormy last two weeks. And I do want to say during those two weeks, I do appreciate the birthday wishes, all the birthday wishes that came in. However, that day in particular, the afternoon and evening, <laughs> ended up being a day from hell. <laughs> so just real quick, you know, as a lot of you know, Dave's brother had passed and we were dealing with that and with the need to go out of state and go to the family home, a lot of cleaning up, clearing out. But, you know, at the same time, Dave was not doing well. And it's interesting to bring this up. I don't want to steer anybody wrong. You know, when someone does pass, it is to allow someone to go through a grieving process, preferably a, a healthy one. And for him, his brother wasn't even, wasn't even gone three hours. And it was to get a phone call from a relative concerning condolences, but then it was right away to push on the house. What was he planning to do with the house? And it was totally insensitive to Dave. And before we even got on the road, we we drove, I drove, before we even got on the road, uh, come to find out that same relative had gone into the house without permission, without our knowledge, and which did not help the situation at all. Dave became quite the bear, <laughs> and I had to help him navigate through this storm. So it was to allow him to have that quietness to grieve and to stop the outside noise and to deal with what we had to deal with directly in front of us at the moment. A lot of cleaning up, a lot of clearing out, but for him, it was to allow him to have that quietness to look through boxes and boxes of pictures that he had never seen before. <laughs> you know, and this is a house he grew up in. So, but I do, I just want to say, um, because of how this affected me in helping him, you know, some people may think I'm insensitive to Dave, and yet it was insensitive for the bombardment concerning the house when he was still dealing with the loss of his brother. He just wanted everything to go away and everybody to shut up. And it was to allow him that quietness and to not be social. Um, we did have dinner with some friends. This was ironic, you know. Talk about different schools of thought in two different states. Very interesting, um, the experiment the whole thing on the experiment had come up in conversation during dinner. And to then proceed for me to be called uh, an MF stupid wasn't very nice. And it just really surprised us, you know. And the question was, why? Why didn't we have any part in that? And quite frankly, I stayed calm despite the name calling and the attack. Sour. Um... But my answer was calm, <clears throat> stayed calm and said, it's an experiment. We're not guinea pigs and left it at that. You know, the thing is for Dave, what I do want to say for anyone that's ever been 
married to the military or related to someone in the military. Um, it was nice to know for Dave's brother in taking care of arrangements that plaques for veterans are provided for free. Um, there is a cost, however, to put the plaque in the granite. But still, it was nice to know that um, these plaques are provided for the veterans. This was very nice. And so Dave chose to have his brother cremated. He did not want him in a cemetery and he wanted his remains close by. Everybody has their choices and that's the choice he made. So in so doing, he also didn't want a service. Wanted that outside noise to be cut off. Didn't want to hear it. And um, so when we picked up his remains, we were given a full-sized flag. Very nice very nice so in that was to honor his brother as a veteran as a son and a brother and that was very nice so needless to say it's been two weeks and it's nice to be back in my prayer chair it might be moving <laughs> but we have a lot of decisions to make you know and the thing is with everything going on these days I, I think about what all has happened in the last three weeks because there was no live stream the one week in uh, having a moment of silence, a day of silence. And not only for relatives on Dave's side, but also what was about to happen, the casualties, you know, concerning wars and rumors of wars. And it's interesting, there's something, right before I came on here, there was something that was pointed out to me, and he does want me to read this. Let me see, where did it go? And I found this very interesting because for me personally, you know, to be in Colorado and then to go back east, I noticed with certain people it was a spiritual deafness going on. And when a person is deaf, you know, and the Lord, Jesus dealt with the same thing. People deaf, they have to see it. You know, people that are deaf, they learn with pictures and action. You have to show them. And in so doing, he was letting me know, I was considering, you know, because of the choices, here we go with free will, free will, free choice, and preferably to make, make those choices based on informed decisions. And so for me, it's been different um, cons considering earth changes earth changes that he has shown me through time and to consider those things because a lot of them a good portion of them are coming to pass now they are happening now and so it was to consider certain things that he has shown me through time and more recently to that would bear bear some weight on those decisions you know what to expect and here we go at the same time he woke me up one night when we're in the family home and so clearly he is like yelling it inside out inside out just call it inside out so that's what I'll call this live stream inside out but there's other things he's shown me here and you know a lot of people have questioned with wars and rumors of wars what do you do now but the thing is it is to listen to that inner core knowing. There are so many people, they may be deaf, 
you know, as far as to hear these things. And yet it is knowing on the inside things aren't right. And again, it, it's that inner core knowing to believe what you know. And where does that fit as far as the understanding? And there's a lot of, how can I say, we go back to the, the talking heads, the bobbleheads, losing their sense of direction. And it's going all over the place right now. That outside noise is just going all over trying to distract people. And of course, then we have those who are spiritually deaf. And yet they know in their gut something's not right. But they're going with that outside noise. They're going with that narrative. And it was interesting because he had me read this. And he would have me bring this up. I'm on the wrong page. Let me see here. Nope, that was it. But, you know, for those who don't listen to the truth, they're not open to hear the truth, or they just may not be able to hear it, um, being deaf, but listening on the inside, um, knowing something's not right. And, of course, with the, the head knowledge, gets irritated, grumpy. Here we go, grumpy and... You know, and like I said, in the last two weeks, I've been dealing a lot with the grumpy, all this overwhelm on the outside noise and being able to take care of things on the inside. And so in that, he was reminding me, okay, I, I wasn't going to go there, but I'm getting to bring it up. One person in particular had wished me a happy birthday on my wall. And I couldn't help but wonder, why? What's your point? You know, it looks good on Facebook, but yet what others weren't aware of is this is the same woman won't even let me see my great-grandson. And so I did wonder, what? why waste your time? She won't even be in contact with me. There's nothing friendly. And the last time I did put up a live stream, and I will be putting it up on YouTube, was concerning the bullies. Push, push, push. You know, and so with that, it was always pushing on her wall all this photo ops constantly on her, 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 you know, self, self, self. And so I just finally shut it all down and removed it from my wall. Here we go with removing the outside noise, you know, and unfortunately there are those who seem to think that they're going to show God that he is wrong, that what he said was wrong, what he has his people that are hearing him uh, say is wrong. you know. And God is not mocked on so many levels, on so many levels. These things will come to pass. His word does prosper as he sends it. And so, and in that, letting others know, you know, with the, uh, the accompaniment of angels, the heavenly network coming through this house, there was quite a company of angels that went with us on the road, which was really nice, and they were camped all around the house and on top. Very nice. And just to let you know, but they still were stationed here. A another part of the company, other companies of angels here. So, in other words, they're still here in bring in with their work orders to bring those things to pass in the natural. But concerning wars and rumors of wars and a lot of people wondering what to do now and not to get into politics, but to simply uh, reflect on the bigger picture, what is being put in place. Those who refuse to hear the truth or they're off doing their own way, 
going to do it their own way, their own thoughts, and think they're going to get away with it. You know, God's not mocked. He knows. He knows, and what he said will come to pass. And I'm thinking concerning the vision he gave me, concerning the Tower of Babel, going into the, the furnace, you know, going through the fire. You know, that's the only way out of there from hit, from your ways and thoughts, from those who speak in a fair game versus those who are cooperating with the Father, his ways, his thoughts. And so in that, he was reminding me of those who refuse the truth, not listening to the truth, those who willingly choose not to hear the truth. You know, it does say God sends a strong delusion and causes them to believe in lies. We do see this today. But there was something he pointed out to me, and he would have me share now. It is above the scripture, and this is in the second book of Thessalonians. And to share this with you, because, you know, there are, there are camps waiting for the return of Jesus. Then you have those, the other extreme, um, to the extreme, you know, thinking he's not returning. No mention of God, do it your own way, self, 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 you know. And so in this, he was saying, you know, he will come. He will be coming in the brightness he will destroy. Okay, let me just <laughs> let me just read the scripture so not to cause any confusion. Because we're in a time a lot of things I mentioned as far as earth changes that I've been seeing through the years, and it concerns even what he had me post, uh pin here in the group, and I did put it on the blog at realspirituality.net. You know, we're in a time where um it's not about climate change. It is about culture change. And here it is with the mental, the mental state of mind, the, the head knowledge. And those who, those who are being insensitive, insensitive to one another, but insensitive to God, not wanting to hear the truth. And you can, he, you can see with some, those who are listening to the delusion they believe in the lies, and it is to know. I'll just read this here. Um, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. This is in Second Thessalonians, chapter one, no, chapter two, and it is uh, verse seven. So, for the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. Then will that wicked, and we're concerning the vision unlike another, the wickedness set on the front lawn of the White House, then will that wicked be revealed, which is happening now, revealed whom the Lord will consume with the spirit of his mouth. Here we go with his word and will destroy with the brightness of his coming. And even him whose coming is after the working of Satan. So here we go. There, are, Just to bring it up, the people talking about the rapture, the return of Christ, and the wars and the rumors of wars, but to know the things that we personally go through to endure to the end. He's saying even him whose coming is after 
the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness, to deceive the delusion of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved, that they might be delivered in the kingdom of light. And for this cause, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. So here we go as far as free will, free choice, making informed decisions and not just being vulnerable to the preferred narrative. And yes, there will be um, resistance to those who are going with the preferred narrative to be quick to say, you know, we don't agree uh, our viewpoints in standing in the truth, to believe the truth, despite what others may think of it, and call it crazy, call it stupid. You know, there will be some pushing. You know, it will be um, the wording that they used in the preferred narrative, it's unacceptable, anything that's contrary to the preferred narrative. And yet, spiritually, we need to to believe what we know, but to have that understanding, what to expect, what's being worked in the bigger picture. And so it's just simply to bring up as far as after. He does say his return. Um, again, this is in verse 9. Uh, in the second chapter, in Second uh, Thessalonians. But... To know is coming, is after the working of Satan. And so in that is the need for, here we go, is spirituality and the need for discernment and how that reflects on our own decisions, the decisions we need to make and to in cooperating with the Holy Spirit, knowing which way to go with changes and things we have to consider ourselves here you know, I have even asked the Father, oh, how funny you would have me share something. Um, I've even asked the Father, you know, things are pointing in a certain direction on what we need to do, what He would direct us to do. And it's not what either one of us want. And so I found myself asking for help in making those adjustments, the inner adjustments for the outside changes very interesting. There was something he would have me share. Uh, this was years ago in the first year Dave and I were married. And, you know, I shared here before as far as hearing God's clear and audible voice since I was a little girl, less than two years old, at which time he said, watch and listen. But when veiling my memory, he had let me know before my memory was veiled to work from the inside out, but that he would meet every one of those needs on the list, every need, every desire, but specifically the needs with the work of his hand. So here we were a year later after Dave and I got married and he decided we were gonna to move to Grand Junction, go on the Western Slope, which kind of startled me, it uprooted me. Um, first time to move away from my family as in brothers, sisters, niece, nephews, my parents, uh, and it concerned me. And my question was, you know, as far as having every need met. And so I was in prayer asking, and it 
was with a tone that was not acceptable, approved, you know, didn't approve. I forgot. Here we go with that veil of ignorance. I forgot and should have known better. We are responsible for what we know. And he had already told me, and I did not forget, and yet through time I did, that every need would be met by the work of his hand. And here I was asking for him to meet those needs. Would he meet those needs if we moved? And he spoke so loud in a way I'd never heard before. It shook my entire body, my entire spirit, every cell, every fiber within my being. And he said it so loud. He yelled, I will supply all your needs. And I immediately was like, I'm sorry, I even asked. Sorry, I even asked. You know, because I should have known better. And I was double checking. And we all have those moments, those human moments, you know, we second guess things. And the way he answered me was, it just alarmed me. It was very alarming. And that was something I was never, I wasn't about to ever ask again. He was definitely gonna supply all those needs and I knew it by the work of his hand. And so even when we got on the Western slope, things were tight and, you know, we didn't have electricity at the time and I was putting things in the cooler and taking care of the kids, making dinner. You know, and Dave had a grumpy moment and he said, I suppose you'd be happy living in a tent and considering how God said he would supply all our needs. I'm like, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, you know, so we are responsible for what we know. And I just share this concerning with what I know now and the decisions that need to be made in terms of even earth changes. And a lot of these things are coming to pass now. And it was put in that word as far as the need to listen. Um, the tectonic plates are shifting into new positions. They're moving quicker than usual. And in that shifting will be pressure underground causing the volcanoes and the earthquakes, which in turn affect the wind, you know, and there's things to consider and to listen where he would have each one of us. We're like those plates. He's putting us in new positions with what is unfolding. And so it is to make it is to make decisions based on what we know, what we're aware of. And just another good example, there was years ago a friend of mine, um, she made some decisions that I would not have even thought of. And I I kept it to myself, I was being quiet. But the father was very good at to quicken my spirit and he let me know she is basing her decisions on what she knows, not what you know. And I had to stop and consider that, how different it was for her to make her decisions based on what she knew versus decisions I'd make based on what I knew, but she didn't. And so in that was, for me to learn to uh, consider the decisions others make. It's based on what they know. It's not for us to get into anybody's face and tell them what they do based on what we know, you know, and it gives us a different perspective to realize they may not have that life experience or certain things to make a certain decision based on now, but 
from a different perspective, a different level of understanding. So with that said, didn't want to keep you too long, but I just so enjoyed getting back online, checking in with every one of you. It just, and I appreciate being held accountable. I've thought of, I've been missing these myself, you know, and to see how he would direct me and it bring up and would assure all of us we're not alone. There are angels with boots on the ground. They're here to help us. They're definitely here to help us and with us to be more sensitive within our spirit and to be more sensitive to those who are grieving and going through the loss of loved ones. You know, to not be so quick to assume that the situation is different or they're handling things well or, you know, um, give people time to grieve. How different people are when it comes to money and property and very quick to assume without being sensitive to that, the need for a grieving process. Let people grieve. There's different losses going on and to have that time to grieve to have that quietness on the inside to process process those things through in order to take care of things on the outside so with that said have a glorious have a glorious day have a glorious rest of the week and we will see you next week god willing and healing and health in the name of Jesus. See you then.